Matthew 16, verse 24. Matthew 16, verse 24. The truth of the matter is, if I was to come in here and I was to stand before you guys and say, how many of you would consider yourselves to be a follower of Christ? I get, I'm just willing to bet on a Sunday morning in a service like this, most of our hands would go up and say, yes, I, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm going to show you in the Bible that not everybody stuck to it that said, yes, I will follow you. Actually, there was one point in Scripture where Jesus was saying this, and the Bible says that the crowd turned and walked away because it wasn't a matter that Jesus was wanting to get a lot of people that were just following for all the benefits. He said, you know what, you've got to take up your cross and follow me. When we see what the Bible actually says about denying self and following Jesus Christ and the fact that he said there is no way that you'll ever truly be a disciple of Jesus Christ until you get to the fact that you to the point in your life where you can deny yourself. I know we know that. But let me remind you guys that we live in a very the, the new word I think for 2013, the new word, the big word of the year. Do you guys know what it was? Selfie. How many of you guys know what a selfie is, okay? If you're a dude and you've done a selfie, I need to talk to you after the service, okay? <laughs> but what a selfie is, it's the idea of holding your phone up and taking different, like a, a personal photo shoot of yourself. And they said that that was like the big thing. And, and, and I, I know it's just something people do to say, look at my hairstyle, whatever. But the idea behind it is it's just the generation that we live in. It's, we, we are a very self centered generation. And I'm not saying that be critical. And I'm pointing my finger as much at me as I am anybody else. It's just, it's just the way that we are. Jesus told these disciples, he walked up to them in, in, earlier in the Gospels, he says, follow me guys, and I will make you fishers of men. He, you know what he was saying, guys? I've got a bigger job. I've got something that I want to do with your life. And while I'm saying that, there's something that God has planned for all of our lives. There is not a person here where you sit there and say, well, I'm a church attender, and I, I'm just this and that. You've got to understand, God has called all of us to become fishers of men. Say, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ, and God said, well, you better follow me and let me turn you into who I want you to be. The only way that Christ can truly use us is when we're willing to set aside ourselves for his glory. The disciples got this, and we've got this physical illustration in this passage as Jesus comes up and he tells the disciples this, and then the Bible says, and they straightway dropped their nets, turned and followed Christ. You know what that was symbolic of? They had to stop doing what they wanted to do for the glory of being called to do what he wanted them to do. Now, in this world, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to have an invitation today and say, I want you all to quit your jobs. You know, I want you all to drop out of school. That's, that's not the idea, but with the mission that God's called us to do. Spiritually speaking, let's get into this as we follow this adventure over the next number of weeks, not just today. Like I said, today is our communion. I don't want to take from this. I don't want to be distracted. This is, this is not an idea that the church created. This is God's idea for the church. This is God's way. And this is one of the ordinances of the church. There's two ordinances of the church that we follow. That is the Lord's Supper and that is baptism. Those are two pictures that he's given us to constantly practice as Christians to point back to who he is in physical reminders of who we are and where we came from and what the power is behind, the power in the blood. That's what we're being reminded as we take the juice, the power of his blood. There's two requirements that Christ 
said in order to be followers of Christ requires two things. Number one is denying self. 16, verse 24, then said Jesus unto the disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Jesus comes across these guys and he said, Guys, here's the thing that you need to understand. Your flesh will not always want to do what I want you to do. And that that is true with all of us, whether you guys want to admit it or not. My flesh doesn't always want to get up on Sunday morning to come to church. You say, well, you're the preacher. You have to do that. I like sleeping in just like the rest of you do. I I, I mean, there's no spiritual extra that I got when I got saved to say that I never want to fight my flesh. And to be honest, I did. I hit my snooze three times this morning. I'm admitting before all of you this morning. It's not because I don't love Jesus. It's not because I don't love you. It's just that my, it was really cold and that bed was really warm and I did not want to get up. We all battle our flesh. You say, I want souls to be saved. And you, you know, like, man, praise God. I want my son to be saved. I want my daughter to be saved. I want, I want God to work in church today. But man, when your stomach begins to rumble a little bit, you're thinking, man, I wish he'd be done. And when that pastor says they got one more point, you go, dude, come on, you've already given us five. It's good enough. You know, our spirit indeed is willing, but our flesh will always be weak. Jesus comes up on these guys and said, guys, I have a great plan for you. But here's the thing. There is no way you'll ever accomplish what I want you to be and what I want you to do until you learning can be able to say no to yourselves. If any man will come after me, he's got to first deny himself. Let me tell you guys, it is so easy to get off focus. Have you ever noticed how much we say the word I? Have you ever noticed how much we start our conversations with the word I? We live in a very deep-rooted culture that is reserved and and, and talked about and, and obsessed with my rights. How dare you do that to me? That is my seat. I have the right to bear arms. I have the right to vote. I have the right to speak. I have the right. I have the right. I have the right. And no matter who you are, we've all got that in our minds. We carry this through our opinions. I don't like this. I think it should be this way. I don't see it that way. I, 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 and through the course of our conversations, I've realized that a lot of times, even in church, during our worship or whatever, our conversations begin with the word I. Jesus warned them of this. And he said, guys, the thing is about you, your flesh will want to control you. And when your flesh controls you, you're going to back away with, from what I want to do with your life. He said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. The first thing that he said in order to follow Christ It's the fact that we have to deny ourselves. But the second thing he comes to is he said, guys, you have to focus on me. I'm going to tell you guys one of the easiest things that we can do as human beings is get our focus off of why we do what we do. It is easy when we get caught up in a program or or, or sacrificing to do something. And I'm thinking of yesterday of Pastor Dave and, and all of them got together and had this children's ministry uh, seminar, and they were, they were reaching out to our, our leaders and investing in them. And, and, and I, I promise you guys, we we're thinking, man, it's a Saturday, and how long is it going to be? Da, 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 da. That's human nature. 
But then once everybody started getting the idea that the goal is to reach kids and to reach them with the gospel and to know that kids are going to hell if they're not hearing the gospel anywhere else, and I've been called by God to point kids to Jesus Christ, and all of a sudden, when I get my eyes off me and on the reason why I do what I do, all of a sudden it gives me a little more motivation. It makes it all worthwhile to know why you sing in the choir, why you are an usher or a deacon, or why you're staying at the door, why you're going to go out on a bus. Who are you doing it for? Because if half our conversations start with the words, I, rather than say, man, God is good. What if Ripley replaced that word I in our vocabulary with all that we do, and every time you went to say the word I, you had to say the name Jesus Christ or God? I don't like this. What if you stopped and said, God is so good. I, I, stop. Jesus, oh my goodness, has saved my life. Because I'm here to tell you, with all that we do at Christians, God desires for our focus to be on him. When you're following him and you walk after him, you know what? He, he, he said, guys, follow me. Jesus took on the form of a servant. Jesus washed the disciples' feet. Jesus ate with sinners. Jesus sought no glory for himself. He said, what do you mean he was God? Even being God, he set the example and he said, all that I do, I do for the Father's glory. Everything, everything that Jesus did, he, he pointed outward. He, he said, for, for me, I, I, I must die to, in order to give my Father glory. He said, in the garden, not my will. But yours be done. I'm talking about if we're truly going to impact and make a difference for the cause of Christ. It's got to be when we first deny ourselves. And then we go from denying self to focus on him that matters. Because when we get our eyes on what we want, we will back out of ministries because it's not done the way we want it to be done. Rather than saying, why do we have a bus ministry? Because souls need to be reached with Christ. Why do we go out? Why do we preach? Why do we teach? Why do we sing? Everything is to bring glory to God. Not ourselves. At the end of Jesus' life, he was high and lifted up on the cross. And that was the mission that he was doing from the very beginning with those disciples. I want to close with one simple thought. John was preaching and teaching, and he said in John 3.30, and listen to this, is the, the, the theme of all that we do. John 3.30. He must increase, but I must decrease. You know what that thing is? When it comes to following Jesus Christ, when it comes to serving in this church, when it comes to being part of a ministry, when it comes to being baptized and being changed in Christ, when it comes to going out in the neighborhoods, when it comes to all that we do, the attitude of our heart in order for Christ to truly use us needs to be this. It's not me. I must decrease. Literally say, I must have less of me and less of what I want, and less attention, and less spotlight on me. Lord, it's not me. If at the end of the day, you are high and lifted up, then you are glorified, and I have done my job as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I say this because all of us desire, I know, to be followers of Christ. But I also know that we will never be true followers of Christ if we can't first learn to reject and deny ourselves.